Zach and Courtney. Zach and Courtney. Zach and Courtney. Zach and Courtney. Ooh, they're really talking. Go ahead and just hit start. Hi, Zach. You know, uh, Courtney. Yes. In uh, when I am known to to lie with others in bed in the in the biblical sense, I mean, uh, I have on more than one occasion been referred to as pecan. What? Because I'm the softest nut. Hey, everybody! This is a back to back podcast. <laughs> Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I registered that you said pecan. I thought you said con. So I was like, "What?" Like I did not see where that was going. When, when you hit the punchline, I understood what you said in the setup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm really trying to make her us more of a like, like a a, a hard PG-13, and that's not helping. Okay, well, so then I'm the one fuck word per movie. <laughs> you are. I'm uh, eating nuts. I, I are you eating uh, pecans? Yeah, I I ate donuts and checks mix for lunch today. <laughs> that's why I'm eating lunch now. I have. I'm, I'm eating the snack now. I had two peanut butter jelly sandwiches for lunch. Well, I had one what? for breakfast and then one for lunch. Oh, that's I had interesting. pizza for dinner. Um, I was starving. I went walking and it was like 90. I won't say it was 95. That's exaggeratory. It was like 90 degrees. But um, uh-huh. I think the peanut butter sandwiches just yeah. like faded off of my body from that. Uh-huh. It was hot. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Uh-huh. Nuts for nuts? Baby nuts? Oh, yeah. That's, that's funny. I don't remember asking. I don't remember asking about. I don't ever want to hear you talk about laying in bed in the biblical sense ever again. I didn't ask for that. <laughs> Everyone, the funny effect on Zach's voice is because he put his face in the nut, and now he's choking on the nut. You're not actually choking. Are you actually choking? Drink the water. Drink the. I've never seen you use a glass before. <laughs> Wait, what? I've never. <laughs> you always have like plastic cups or water bottles. I don't think I've ever seen you use like a glass. Courtney's saying I've never seen you lose a glass before. Has like it should be studied in like the English canon because there's so much like layered meaning behind that sentence. <laughs> It's not, there's no shade. I, you know me, I use a mason jar all the time. Like, Zach, to confirm, you- for all of the listeners that have been keeping track since episode one, yes, Zach does have uh, glass cups. They're nicer than mine. So, uh, before we get started, um, I put out a tweet. Who's gonna do it once? Why not? Let's just go, go, go. So, um, <laughs> do you have access to the Twitter too, right? So you can read the yeah, ones targeted at you. Okay. Yeah. So, Courtney had the best idea ever. <laughs> I just said about to record, reply with something we may or may not say it on air because, like, there's not a lot of back news. If there is, I'm just too brain dead to remember what it is. Um, so we're doing this at the beginning instead. First off, out the back, Karis, uh, my dear, dear friend, she said, I just want Court to say y'all. Congrats. I said y'all. I'll say it eight more times in the episode, probably. Uh, I'm going to give you the next one from uh, lovely friend of the pod, Bram. Wait, I blanked out for a sec. Did you tell him, like, what we're doing? We're just reading <laughs> things yeah. that people want us to say. I did that. <laughs> okay, wow. I I think that I just got like X Files ass like abducted for a sec because I just like am missing like a solid <laughs> minute of my life from just now. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney's laughing and crying. She literally looks like she just stumbled into a clown wake. Like she's so <laughs> <laughs> You're a 
on fire tonight, buddy. <laughs> uh, for the pod, Bram. <laughs> I'm just like Bram wants one of us, and Courtney obviously said this one's all yours. <laughs> so, giggy giggy goo. This is the worst. This is the worst best idea. Let us know if you like this segment. Maybe we'll keep doing it. Keep doing it. Um. Okay, you have to take the next one from Sean as well. No, I don't have to. I don't have to take. You have to. No, I don't have to do with this. I edit the podcast. Do it for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Cordy edits the pod. I was going to say earlier how much I appreciate her because she said something about editing, and I was like, "You're really sweet," and I like feel bad, and I should learn. Don't feel like, bad. I out. I like to edit. I don't really. I'm just trying to manipulate manipulate you into saying that you love <laughs> so, Liam Gallagher. So, so this is, yeah, this is for everybody. I heart Liam Gallagher. <laughs> Couldn't say love. Nope, that's Couldn't you're say. pushing me. You're pushing me. <laughs> I'll I'll accept it. Okay. <laughs> Violet said, "Say that." Wants us to say. <laughs> he said it, Violet. I promise, but I'm editing. I'm bleeping it out. Um, still said it though. I can promise you. Um, friend of the pod, Jillian wants us to say "friend of the pod, Jillian" again. So check that box off in that yeah. sentence. Friend of the pod, Jillian. <laughs> um, this is this, the the next two require a little more effort. Um, but <laughs> friend of the pod, Skylar, who's been on before, says, I want Courtney and Zach to convince every single one of their listeners to watch Paddington 2. Are you ready for this, Zach? Absolutely. Are you ready for this? That's that's easy. It is. You go first, then. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Paddington is great. Paddington 2 is even more great. This is coming from somebody that, like, didn't watch them in theaters obviously because like i didn't really have much of an attachment to paddington other than just like as a kid but through literally just word of mouth of seeing like everybody i know say no literally paddington 2 is one of like the best movies ever made and then i watched it and it's one of the best in that like i can't find a single flaw with that movie it's amazing in that it's like a flawless film (laughs) it's so good it's sweet it's funny incredibly well made everything about it is just like phenomenal I agree. and i mean that genuinely it's so good and the first one's great but the second one really just like takes everything that was in the first and just like expounds on it like it's just that like it, it, just... it does exactly what a sequel should just yeah like, and oh, you can top the first tops the first <laughs> that gave very insightful reasons i'm gonna give my dumb reasons Hugh Grant plays a nun at one point. Not done. So, great answer. It's great. And then the last shot. <laughs> Do you know where I'm going with this? What? The last shot. Oh, you, you should tell everybody where you're going. With the last it. shot of Paddington 2 is identical to the last shot of one of my favorite films, First Reformed. And they both came out in the same year cannot believe what i'm hearing right now <laughs> so just great all around um someone named paddington for life just liked <laughs> what? um skyler's yeah skyler's tweet is kind of i'm sorry popping off <laughs> yeah someone named paddington for life and they their pinned tweet is starting now i want to see how long i can have zero followers for this should be interesting and by interesting i mean sad <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Paddington. I like want to follow them so that they have a follower, but at the same time, I don't like, I feel like don't, they don't, don't want it. It's like, it's like a catch 22. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank you for liking our tweet, Paddington for Life. I appreciate it. Um, I hope that you think that we did Skylar's question justice. Yeah. Um, and then, friend of the pod, Nick, who's been on twice said can either of you give me a pitch for my first day of school speech or presentation i feel like <laughs> each give separate pitches oh yeah you go definitely. first no you no, go first I, I you went, went first, first last time yeah and okay. i'm about to cough so. so let's see i'm talking to a bunch of 
students. What would I be if I was a professor? I guess I'd be a history. I would like to be an art history teacher someday. Um, you know, because I've been thinking about it for the past week. My <laughs> Nick, your first day of school presentation should be. <laughs> so no one's ever going to let me get a master's if the words that I say come out of my mouth. Um, talk about why you should defend the Da Vinci Code as a solid piece of literature. That's my pitch to you. All right. You do realize like what grade Nick teaches. Right? Yes. <laughs> and you do realize no, I'm saying you do realize like how old Nick's I don't the, the age generation as in Catcher in the Rye, you son of a bitch. That's true. Okay, they're not reading fucking the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> no one is anymore. It just. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, like, that bitch is we, we, we... <laughs> It's just on my brain. It's the only we, book we, I can we, think we, about. We, 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 we are of a specific age where, like, I am of your same age and I'm your friend. I know <laughs> what the Da Vinci Code is. You think fucking, like, Gen 3 or, like, whatever fucking number <laughs> they're at these days, like, you think they know what fucking the Da Vinci Code is? You need to teach them what it is so that they can... No! No! That was a cultural moment that has passed, and that's fine. You're speaking about fucking Catcher in the Rye in the same sense as fucking the Da Vinci Code? Are you fucking kidding me? Um, um, I'll have you know, stream Dan Runs the Lost Symbol coming to Peacock TV, and they haven't released a date, so it's- Um, it's I'll have you know, cast. don't do that. Courtney makes you watch everything no one else is watching, so don't do that. Read Catcher in the Rye instead. Yeah, that's right, I'll say it. Catcher in the Rye is good. <laughs> I didn't expect you to say that. I love Catcher in the Rye. Oh, I was like in love with Holden Caulfield when I was in high school. Yet another reason that I know that it's good that I met Noah in college. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking alternate timeline. Courtney literally dates like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you need to make your Nick's, Nick's first day of school speech presentation. Uh, see, I'm gonna take the opposite approach from Courtney. I say you gotta be, you gotta be up to the no, you gotta be fresh, you gotta be hip with the kids. Nick goes up. He's he's wearing a little wearing a little suit. He's got a pink bow tie on, kind of like he he's like strutting up to the door. He goes and the little bow tie like does a little spin before he like walks up that's it like hyping himself up he goes to the studio this the, the podium and all the all the kids are there in the class and he like taps his mic he goes up he says top five things to not eat off the ground in Fortnite." <laughs> he, he, sa he says don't stay up for a fortnight study for your tests early <laughs> i i think there's a uh uh hall monitor among us <laughs> there's a mental illness among us <laughs> clearly on this podcast <laughs> That's 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 it. So who who won everybody? Who gave the better presentation for this? Here's the thing. <laughs> I think mine required only, like I don't know. No, I'm not going to say that. What I'll say is yours is more realistic. Mine's more realistic. Yeah, they're coming in hot. We got another one here. Um, yeah. Our, uh, our, our favorite other friend, friend of the pod friend of the pod Aaron Arob she also been on twice with <laughs> that was just for you Aaron that cough oh um, yeah that's not what she asked for though <laughs> Arob says I heard girl on the radio today hi B2B fans hope everyone has a nice time thank you Aaron that is very oh thanks thanks Aaron Aaron that's money right there that is money um, that's money that's Aaron's listening right now. She's probably like, uh, I'm going to say she's like brewing a cup of coffee while she's making this. Uh, if you're taking your first sip, uh, don't pay any mind 
to the subtle traces of rat feces in your drink. Oh no, now you're manifesting it because you hear it. It's like an audio sensory thing. Oh no, just kidding. I don't want Erin to have a bad day when she just told us to have a nice time. Coffee doesn't taste like rat shit. It tastes like your favorite Darjeeling. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you're That's drinking. Tea. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, pretty sure I hate Wes Anderson. And that's tea. That's tea. <laughs> Just I kidding. I, 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 regretful, I regretfully love Wes Anderson. Right? I like the Darjeeling Limited. I'll never forget. I had seen the Darjeeling Limited so many times. That one time at an uncomfortable family dinner, I had it on in the background as like noise. Like it was on, it had started on the TV so that we would have something on and like that wasn't sports. And like I sat at the table and I just zoned out and left my body and I listened to the movie and I like watched it in my head as I listened to it. (laughs) It was, you know, Wes Anderson got me through some shit and I think that's why I don't like engage as much as I used to. (laughs) Like the movie, you had a spiritual experience. I will say, we're just really tapping into a very specific moment in Courtney's life. Um, when I was, I must've been 16. Yeah. 16. I got my wisdom teeth out while I got my wisdom teeth out. I was deep in my Wes Anderson phase. I watched Moonrise Kingdom on repeat and I was reading Dan Brown's, um, the the fourth one. Oh, the fourth one. Yeah. All all of you listeners at home, all you (laughs) Dan Brown fans. (laughs) Hey, the like four, Fuck you. The four like fifty year olds on the podcast are like, oh yeah, bro. Yeah, Dan Brown girlies, everybody prep, <laughs> everybody fucking <laughs> prep your nails with your tinfoil hats, girlies. <laughs> we we <laughs> we're uncovering. <laughs> Highest conspiracies today, girlies. <laughs> Remember, like <laughs> four episodes ago, when I said I wanted to be like a religious documents dealer after watching um, the Murder Among the Mormons. That was my ass sitting in fucking freshman year English reading fucking the Lost Symbol, and I was like, "Holy shit, is symbologist a real job? It's not." Okay, let's move on. Hey, girlies, who wants to hook up and unearth the deep, un- the deeply covered secrets of the papacy? Right? Come on! That's a great to me. You said, "See, you're joking," but like, I actually wanna. I'm gonna make you watch Angels and Demons like on repeat. No, I'm gonna make you watch the Da Vinci Code on repeat because it's worse. I'd watch the Da Vinci Code. It's not good, Zach. <laughs> you talk about them, and I'm like, these look really funny. So, like, I want to watch them. <laughs> Horrible. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get. They look. They look like. Things. They look like religious national treasures. They so, like, are national treasure is the Da Vinci Code for babies, but they're better movies. <laughs> what? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Can you say that sentence again? So I'm sure what to be mad at you about. <laughs> When I say babies, I mean like National Treasure is like child. Oh, you mean like literally for children, like literally, like like like. Well, they're they can be watched by children. I I mean they're all PG, so like they are. Yeah, that's what I mean. But no, I watch National Treasure right this second. But um, you know, you can't get into like Catholicism and all that shit on a kids movie. So that's what the Da Vinci Code does. Can you can you imagine Nicolas Cage like walking up here like? Oh, well, like, wait, I'm pretty sure that Jesus and Mary were banging. <laughs> That's a lot of the Da Vinci Code. Um, everything's wrong. Everything that comes out of Dan Brown's mouth is wrong. It's inaccurate. But it's great Bible fan fiction. It's great Bible fan fiction. <laughs> great. Just um, like the book of Young Tim's or whatever thing you told me about. <laughs> The infancy gospel of Thomas. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Zach just referred to the infant. Zach just referred to the infancy gospel of Thomas as the book. God <laughs> say it. Tell him the book of Young Tim's. <laughs> tell him. Tell him. Look him in the face. Look him in the eye. Not just Praise him. him. 
Finish him! <laughs> Young Tim. Like yeah. Tim. Well, with, with a Z at the end, not an S. With a Z at the end, not an S. And Young is spelled Y-U-N-G. <laughs> Young is spelled a Y-U-N-G. Okay, we need to talk about Beck. Who? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think I know Beck read the Da Vinci Code? <laughs> 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 Courtney <laughs> is just crying and laughing like she walked into a second clown's funeral. <laughs> that was a good callback. Sorry, the, the gospel of young Tim's. <laughs> Man, y'all didn't know you were watching fucking Arrested Development. We're doing callback jokes. Like, this is fucking. <laughs> he spelled it out in the ca- in the comments. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> That's an episode title. <laughs> it really is. Okay, I'm shaking it off. Let's, uh, okay. Thank you all for replying. If more people reply as we, uh, yeah, episode, we're, we'll read them out. We're um, clearly going to be here a bit longer since we haven't <laughs> talked about Beck yet. So, absolute bangers this week I, I love the songs we got this week like uh, actually we finally <laughs> got a second song from colors we got fix me very excited after that like i forgot to take two songs off of the playlist that we'd already played <laughs> so we had to like scroll through to get to fix me but nonetheless we got to it um and then we got orphans from modern guilt so great two videos we're getting more. Yeah, both had guilt. videos, which like I feel like we haven't had in a while. Like, yeah, great. Modern Guilt seems to be the one that keeps popping up. No complaints from me there. Mm-hmm. Um, but just thought to have another colors song. So do you want to just start with Fix Me? Yeah, it was uh, great. It is. It's a it's a very sweet song. It's very mellow. Um, I want to start with talking about the video first, just because I feel like that's like I, oh yeah, I yeah. love it. Um, the video is so good. So Cutest thing I've ever seen. It really is. It was a team up with the um, ASPCA, which for anyone not in the know is the American Society for the Pre- prevention of cruelty to animals and it stars um this little baby girl mame and her Her three dogs mame probably mame 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 i know i know children like really upset you courtney (laughs) you don't have to maim them No, um, as as the as the weeaboo of the two of us. No, Mame makes a lot more sense. Sorry to you, Queen. (laughs) Um, she and her three dogs, Riku, Gaku, and Ku, Q O O. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Probably yeah. It's just super sweet. They're at a birthday party. They're napping. Yeah, they're doing cute stuff <laughs> just so uh. and um i first found out about mame and these doggies because there are those pictures of uh back with her and yeah the the, the big white one is i think which one is yeah it? so if you remember those photos of beck with like little little baby Japanese girl and like big white poodle dog. Yeah. And he's the dog is wearing like overalls and a bandana. Which which Courtney. Yeah. Which Courtney had to remind me of because I was like, who are you talking about? But then she showed me, I was like, oh my God, like these photos. And so I was like, okay, that like made so much sense. Uh, They're so cute. And the video is like just as cute. Like it's just mommy and her doggies just being adorable and because yeah the song itself <clears throat> is so chill like yeah. so just 
calming, meditative, relaxing, which, because, you know, modern Beck is still more blind spotty than like his earlier stuff, but like. Oh, sorry. I was reading the comments on the video and then it just started playing. It's okay. But so the point I wanted to say was that like this sounds so different than like anything else I've heard. And like, again, not that like we're always trying to just fucking roast Beck boomers like every time we talk about modern Beck, but like. Get a, listen to this. I'm I'm the guy in Back to the Future. I'm like, you're looking for that old Beck? Well, listen to this. Not that this is like just old Beck, but like it has, you know, just the calming kind of stripped down, mostly like acoustic work of like his more like earlier like chill albums. And like, it's a great sound. I, I love it a lot. Like I would, I would fall asleep to this. I agree. No, the vibes here. There's also a comment um, that I, I, I mean, I don't, I, this is just a YouTube comment. I don't know the full truth of this, but I'm just going to oh, run okay. with it. Um, they uh, apparently visited Beck backstage when he was playing in Tokyo, and that's where those pictures come yeah. from. And uh, he was smitten, and that then asked them to uh, ha- collaborate on the video. So... That just is cute that's cute amazing. as hell that's the cutest thing ever <laughs> and a lot of people are complaining about that it's product placement for the little dog treat thing but like shut the fuck up i did see that i was like literally don't care <laughs> i know i don't like whatever like if it helps it's like one scene yeah like... if it helps fund this video with a cute dog in it i don't care if that helps feed those dogs i really don't care <laughs> those dogs have more money than those me dogs. Yeah. for sure those dogs have more money than me and i don't care they deserve it i just thought it was cool i was like whoa <laughs> like that was it that's all i said yeah so, exactly. come on now y'all y'all find anything uh I like this a lot. Kind of said before and I've or earlier and I'm sure I've said it before, I'm a big sucker for like Japanese aesthetics. And so this house, their I love their outfits throughout this video. Mm-hmm. And just like I don't know, it has that like real candlelit, like Polaroid, like kind of fuzzy feel to it. Mm-hmm. So just I don't know. This is this is a cute cozy sweet video that's already like a new favorite for me even though like again i know i've made a point to say that like oh like my favorite beck music videos are the ones where he's like being all kooky and crazy and like you know inventive with like the direction and editing and stuff like that but like this one even though it's so stripped down is still just like a big fave for me now i love it a lot (laughs) and maybe doing something like that is its own way of Beck always mixing things up with his videos. So there I you agree. go. Yeah. And I think this song, this is definitely one of the slower songs on colors. And I think it's a nice kind of change of pace from the rest of the album. I'm not dissing the rest of the album. I just mean, it's a very yeah. go, go, go album. So it's nice to have kind of a calmer moment. Uh, I think the song like lyrically is maybe about a love falling apart but not quite wanting to let go and looking back on the the good parts but still recognizing that maybe it's bad because I mean the the opening verses you might fix me you might crush me take a little piece of me to start a new history to trace it back to me someday you might see (laughs) somebody somebody make a meme where it's that format where it's like bitches be like I can fix him and just like have like the worst picture of Beck (laughs) with like fix me. (laughs) Um, I really personally wanted to make a, I'm going to go straight a meme right now. Um, Yes. The, uh, (laughs) I don't know which fits in what spot though, because this goes against every fiber of my being because the one I'm going to give the better spot like I think it's a better song, but I like hate the band. <laughs> I'm gonna say "The Virgin Fix Me" by Beck versus the Chad. Do you know where I'm going with this? I, I have a strong feeling of what you're gonna say, but you should go ahead and say it. This is your bit. The Chad Fix You by Coldplay. 
And see, <laughs> I've always getting this shit mixed up. I thought you hated Coldplay. I do. That's what I'm <laughs> saying, though. It's like, it pains me to say that, but like, Fix You is like a cultural reset. Like, Fix You is like, lights will guide you home. Lights will guide you home. <laughs> fix You is like, lyrics <laughs> it's really not i just think it's no like, no i i agree uh that's not even me dissing fix me i just wanted to make a joke because that's no, all i, I like the joke and i was hoping one of us would make it because it's like right there <laughs> it is because i when i was like trying to search this song while we like after we listened to it i kept almost typing fix you um fix fix you is so iconic it was a joke in yesterday the beatles movie <laughs> Oh, it's not that great. It's not fix you. <laughs> because because fucking Chris Martin was supposed to be Ed Sheeran. Hey, hey, I'm gonna say it right now. Yesterday Defender. <laughs> I literally here's the problem. It like not to say thank God for Ed Sheeran. I got, I got on Blu-ray somewhere in this room. <laughs> it's not a bad movie. I feel a little weird about it. And the whole, like, it made me feel weird about celebrity. And I feel like that was the point. But, well, just the whole mm. thing was, like, the concept of, like, had John Lennon not become John Lennon, he would have lived and died an old man and been fine. Like, it's weird. I feel it weird goes some it. weird places, that's yeah. for sure. Some um, places where I, like, as I was watching, I was like, oh, they're really running with this. Yeah, and like that's on the writer. The writer did a good job. Danny Boyle yeah. like kind of fucked the writer over. I'm not gonna get it. This is not the Yesterday podcast. Dude, okay, so Courtney's like a big Yesterday fan. She knows all this like once. hidden lore, and she's like a really big fan. She said, she said it's like the Dan Brown of Beatles movies. <laughs> it's inaccurate but engaging. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, you made a better joke out of it. <laughs> I love Dan Brown sex, but I'm not gonna act like he's a good writer or that anything that comes out of his mouth is accurate. Hey, his 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 name is literally a synonym for shit. So like, exactly. I got you. <laughs> anyway, thank God Ed Sheeran was in yesterday because had Chris Martin been the Ed Sheeran part, I couldn't have sat through the movie. So I say Ed Sheeran is already like his own animal to fucking oh. deal with if you put fucking chris martin in and i know chris martin's not a good actor not that ed sheeran oh is. there's no way like yeah there's no way oh no coldplay used to do like little sketches and i'm not gonna get into it this is like dark recesses <laughs> in my mind horny is like a huge fan of yesterday of coldplay like of coldplay. she loves all of these Okay, we have a new um, reply. We're doing this fucking Milo to Xyloto podcast. <laughs> I'm triggered. I'm triggered. I'm triggered. Um, Let's pivot a, to whatever Courtney's talking about. Not a bad album. Um, but they peaked at Viva La Vida. I will die on that hill. Uh, yeah. I used to shit. Wait, well, I need to show you those memes later. I'm going to show you that Coldplay meme. We'll play it on air. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, friend of the Bob Dylan wants you to say something. Wants me to say something. Yes, okay, check let me, the damn. I'm refreshing my phone. Have, have Zach pronounced the state fish of Hawaii? Do you want me to pull, right. pull it up, me, or you, you're pulling it up? State fish of Hawaii. Is this going to be like a sus situation? <laughs> oh, okay. Um. It has a common name of reef triggerfish. I'm assuming that he wants me to pronounce yeah. the the like <laughs> traditional Hawaiian name of it, which is <laughs> um I'm gonna go ahead and in advance apologize to the entire state of Hawaii. Uh Humuhumu Nuku Nuku Oh wait! Humuhumu Nuku Nuku Apua Cause yeah, it's from uh that fucking one song from uh from fucking from fucking high school musical. Yeah. Is that what that's from? That's what I've that's never about. put that together. Because the they're fish. 
Okay, I need to play just a wow. segment of that song. No, yeah, you have to. Dylan, you unintentionally, because I know he's never seen High School Musical 2. No. He just like wrinkled my brain just now. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> yeah. When will Beck cover this song? Yeah, when will Beck cover... A long time ago, in a land far away, lived the pineapple princess Tiki. She was sweet as a peach in a pineapple wave, so sad that she hardly speaky. Still, if you listen well, you'll hear her secret wish. Aloha, everybody. My name is Tiki. I long to free a truly remarkable fish. My sweet prince. Huma, huma, nuku, nuku, apawa'a. Makahiki, malahini, hu. There you go. If you ever wondered how to pronounce the state fish of Hawaii, thank you, Sharpay. Very, very cool. Thank you, Sharpay. Very cool. I was a Sharpay girl myself. Talk about specifically our generation. I was a Ryan boy. Um, I like. I had a crush on Ryan too. I literally, I literally bought gay ass hats like because oh, of that be- fucker <laughs> yes yeah i'm i'm dead serious I and then that. later on in life i was like oh you know what that makes so much sense <laughs> um i saw high school musical live in concert oh <gasps> no way zach efron wasn't there because he was filming hairspray it was fucking drew Seely. oh my god it's okay i went to the like glee live concert thing <laughs> Same energy. We're, we're exactly um okay thank you dylan thank you Sharpay. thanks a lot dylan um thank you the name of the actor that played ryan that that's not coming to my head lucas lucas yeah. yeah thank you king anyway fix me yeah i mean i i don't the lyrics are nice like it's like a sad love song i feel like um the one issue i have with it is the issue I have with a lot of modern Beck songs, and it's the unnecessary ooze. <laughs> I the don't like unnecessary. The, I don't like the oh, oh, like I don't like that. I don't think it's necessary. You don't. But... You don't like the the Twilight vocalization. <laughs> yes. <sighs> I I don't know what else to call that thing, but like I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but I like the rest of the song. I like the I want use and the little like genius is calling it the pre-chorus. Um, yeah. I love the 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 cadence in which he says the ground is hollow, dark skies follow because he just says it so quietly, and I, there's something to it. <laughs> Courtney said, I can fix him. I will try to fix you. Uh, Life will God. Every time you say fix, I think of Fix You by Coldplay. Um, unfortunately, what... unfortunately, Fix You is about one in Paltrow. So that's like... Oh my God. Goop? Goop. <laughs> that, uh, do you know when Beck like wrote this song? Like uh, this, like period or whatever. This was, I mean, it it was for colors, so it was. I'm guessing after morning phase at some point. Oh, I gotcha. In 2017. I I, I say because I saw a thing that said that like he wrote this because like this is what he said to his chiropractor. Fuck you. <laughs> He said, fix me. Um, I do have a quote. Um, that was a great poem. setup. It was a good setup. I'll give it to you. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be nicer to him. Just trying Why? To what, nice. do you, what do you ever do for you? Give. Uh, he's brought me closer to you. Wait, yeah. Really sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
Right? Courtney's gonna say her shit while I cry now. Uh-huh, you're welcome. Um, on Whiskey Clone, I'm just gonna read this verbatim like I always do with Whiskey Clone because I'm not smart enough to steal the information and pass it off as my own, nor would I ever want to do that. Um, Beck told the son that Fix Me was part of a, quote, big group of songs that kept getting whittled down, but, end quote, but, quote, there was something about Fix Me that stayed, end quote. He described it as an emblematic of what many song, many of the cult, the, bleh, I'm gonna start that over. He described it as an em, <laughs> as emblematic of what many of the songs throughout Colors are about. A lot of this record is about letting go and learning to be yourself again and finding that openness, that easy, natural state. More specifically, he said, "Fix Me" was about longing and wanting to be able to be yourself. So maybe I'm fully wrong, and the person that he's singing about in this song is himself. Yeah, Bex Only gay, everybody. <laughs> he can fix himself. I will try to fix you. So it's like it's a Bex self- coming out song. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Pride, everybody. This is definitely not his coming out song. I feel like way earlier on there were Bex coming out. <laughs> 2017. Midnight Vultures exists. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Fucking where it's at, those that swing both ways, ACDC types. Like, what? <laughs> um, but no, I like this as like a self love song. And I think that, like, it suits the video, suits it even more knowing that because, like, I don't know, just like the relationship you, you have with pets, I feel like comes off of your relationship with yourself because you kind of have to, like, I don't want to say force personalities on your pets because they have personalities, but you know what I mean. Like no, I you kind of have yeah, to like yeah. bridge the gap there a little bit. So I think that's just the idea of not relying on other people to make you you. Sometimes I feel like animals know people better than people know people. So I think it it fits the song very well. It's just a nice. It's like little a really song. great interpretation. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> Sometimes my brain works. Look at you, Cordy's wicked smart. <laughs> Okay, do, Ben Affleck. Do it. Dude, he was wearing a gay shirt the other day. He was. Thank you, Gay Fleck. Uh, gay Fleck. Do you have anything else to say about Fix Me? Before I don't I show think I you do. What I want to show you. Can I, I have to show it now while we're talking yes. about Coldplay. <laughs> oh, let me enable screen sharing. There you go, King. Okay. Thank you. I'm so scared. <laughs> my body went into a just hearing that song for the first time in like a long time like it doesn't know what to do like my organs are locking up um combined with that being very funny like the heart rate is elevated for sure because i'm going to have a panic attack um So that's like a whole like meme on YouTube. Like I'll make Courtney like a Jude Law third day one. Please, <laughs> I would love it. Everyone, <laughs> make your own. I used to roll the dice edits with Beck. <laughs> yeah, they're friends. Chris Martin and Beck are buddies. They're like, friends. Yeah. Oof. No, I'm joking. Chris Martin's fine. <laughs> I have nothing against him. <laughs> Cordy's like, external problems. Not Cordy's vocal. like, I hate Chris Martin. Ha ah, ha. Nah, I, I, it's okay. <laughs> Me but and no, the I 
<laughs> yeah, it's like hate her ass. Me and the dusty. Um, I saw Coldplay in concert. They oh my good. god. I am shocked at how much I re-listen to Viva La Vida. It's a good... Okay, the song's whatever. It's, it's a good song. That album is full of hits. Not even full of hits. They're underrated. Like, it's Coldplay's last attempt at being a rock band. Ah, I see. Because, um, like... Oh, I'm not... See, now you're I'm not, I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. <laughs> Politic on um, Rush of Blood to the Head is one of the greatest songs ever written. I still stand by it. It's great. Everyone, I will say that every stream Politic on Coldplay's Rush of Blood to the Head. That album cover scares the shit out of me to this day. Um, uh, everybody stream uh, Clocks because it was in the Disney 3D animated film The Wild. <laughs> Do you guys it remember was. the wild? <laughs> no. What do you mean you already saw Madagascar? <laughs> I've seen the wild more than once. That's a problem. That is a problem. <laughs> Why wasn't the wild in Kingdom Hearts? That's all I want to know. <laughs> Shout out to friend of the pod, Nick. Shout out to Nick. Have you finished giving your shout, presentation? Sh- sh- shout out to Brown Bram for starting. Yeah, oh yes, yes, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're talking to Nick. Yeah, Nick, just do it on Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> That'd be a there you dope go. presentation. What were you Spend about? the entire class <laughs> talking about Kingdom Hearts lore, and it's like twelve hours long. Literally, that'd be like weeks and weeks. What were you saying about Bram? I was saying that Bram started uh, Melody of Memories. So I said, "Shout oh, yeah. to friend of the pod, Bram too." I want all my friends to get into Kingdom Hearts so that all of my time wasn't worthless. <laughs> Same. That's like one of the only video game series I actually played because I'm not a gamer. You played it? I didn't. I know did that. because Donald Duck was in it. So my oh, dad bought me the second game oh, for Christmas, you and love then we Donald became, Duck. He, that's literally the only reason he bought it. He and you know, so yeah, I played. The, I played it out or I played the second one first. And you know how the beginning of the second one, I can't remember the character's name, but you're not Sora. You're, you're Roxas. Yeah, Roxas. Yes, he's my and fave. so like. At first, we were both like, there's no Disney characters. Like, what the hell? But then we got, like, into it. And then finally, like, you got to be Sora and, like, Mickey, Donald and Goofy are with you. And we were like, oh, hell yeah. I'm surprised that you were, like, able to get into it okay. Because, like, after the first game, it gets so, like, ridiculously lore intense. I know. And then we went back and played the first one. We were like, oh, this would have helped. But... (laughs) I like the second one the best because of that. The fact that your dad got it for you because of Donald Duck is like literally one of the cutest things I've ever heard. Yep. Yep. I love that. Um, what's uh, anyways, what's our other song? Orphans (laughs) from modern. I hate orphans. Oh, I do, I do need to go back and say about Fix Me. I said out loud to Zach, I hate children, but this one gets a pass. Referring to Mommy. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cordy. That's what she wanted to say. We we can't with a lot of jokes are like, oh, man, we should say that on air. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're like, oh. For example, the one I just said wasn't yeah. a reference to me hating the song Orphans. It was a reference to the Beck partially scored movie, Nacho Libre. <laughs> Great. We'll cover it in a year from now because we keep putting sure um uh what was i gonna say i don't hate children i just don't they're not my favorite like i don't look at a baby and go all cute but like she got it yeah that's that's fine probably because dogs like the the baby dog combo like they feed off of each other you know what i mean yeah um everyone's gonna call me a a child hater i'm not no it's okay uh okay orphan I'm stranded, but I don't know where. I got this diamond, I don't know where to show. In the sun, where the dark winds well. weird one for me i don't i 
I, I mentioned to Zach when we were listening to it. Mm-hmm. I like really. Yeah, I want to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the beginning of this and then it kind of just shifts and turns into a different song and it's almost like and I hate to say this because I feel like this is not usually what Beck's about and maybe it's kind of base level of me to say but I feel like it starts in a really interesting and unusual place and then shifts into being what I would consider a traditional Beck song and when I say a traditional Beck song I mean something that you would hear either on Guero or the rest of modern guilt, like that kind of low-key rock. And it's not bad. I think it's just that I I whenever I hear the beginning of this, my hopes get up for something else. And I even mentioned that it, the beginning of this almost sounds like what the Rococo songs would become. So I don't know if it's like a beginning of that, but he wasn't quite sure where that was gonna go yet, because obviously. We don't quite know when those songs were written. They could have been written a year after Modern Guilt came out and then he didn't release them till, you know, 2013 or 2012 or whenever those were released. So I don't know, but I don't dislike the song. That's just something that I took away from it. No, yeah, I gotcha. I personally, counterpoint, I love the whole song. I think it sounds great. I, there definitely is a noticeable shift like the second half is almost like more like instrumental like there's like a little bit in the like latter half but there's definitely a shift and uh or i don't know i'm already forgetting like (laughs) as we like just talked about but at least that's what i remember more of like latter half i personally just kind of see it as two sections that both sound cool in their own way. Like I really love the sound of this one. I love, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to like describe it. I may have to like listen to a snippet of it, like on mute while like Courtney says something, but like something about the kind of like little high register guitars I really resonated with. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there was something else. I swear I may like, jump back into it for a sec if there's anything you wanted to talk about i see where Corey's coming from i definitely do like understand where you're coming from and i think the potential rococo angle is interesting i always love when we get to play a little uh uh tom hanks's character in uh uh the da vinci code uh uh Dan Brown, yeah. I saw that because I was reading the Whistleblower <laughs> article and I just heard Tom Hanks. Oh, so I, I like back. I like drew you back in. <laughs> well, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Courtney literally fucking like zooted back in, like that fucking gift from Doctor Strange, where he just like flies back after like being out of body. Because I said Tom Hanks, Da Vinci Code, Dan Brown. She went. <gasps> Don't get me started. Courtney's eyes start bugging out of her fucking head. She looks like a fucking Muppet right now. <laughs> I have feelings about Tom Hanks in that role that I can't get into on this podcast. I, I said we are like that in that anytime we talk about Rococo, it's like we're like unearthing a mystery. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was true. trying to tell a joke for you. <laughs> it was good. I appreciate it. I'm a bad co-host because I was reading. <laughs> it's um, okay. <laughs> I'm literally about to like zone out to like listen to a segment of this song so like yeah i'm gonna be bad <laughs> no you're fine i'll read this little section from whiskey clone while you re-listen um there's a whole section about like what the song is about and uh he told the la times that he was trying to figure out what the song was about uh but then he goes on to explain it but first they go back further to 2005 or 6 where uh, he and Giovanni Rapisi did an interview together in Elle magazine and the magazine asked on what occasions do you cry and then Beck said and I quote commercials no I cried watching this documentary about these Sudanese orphans who get shipped off to America and they don't have parents and one guy talked about how he hadn't seen his parents since he was a little boy maybe it's being a father but that definitely hit me And then later, um, after Modern Guilt had come out, he refers to the same movie and saying that it inspired orphans. He said, I'll write the music first, then let the music tell me what it's about. But often I'll get a title or concept. I watched a documentary some years ago about these orphans in Sudan and their whole story. It blew me off my feet. This thing hit me pretty hard. So I had this idea of these orphans. They lost their families in a civil war, holy war in Sudan. 
and all the children had fled. I was really taken with that story. And then he continued, um, this whole idea of these orphans, it is a metaphor and it is appropriate. Right now in this country, just watching what's going on over these years, there's a certain amount of us who don't feel a part of it, who can't help but feel alienated. You love your country, but there's a certain amount of us who have been orphaned from the powers of B, the status quo, the center, or whatever you call it. There's a lot of us who don't feel like we're wandering or who feel like we're wandering or we're not quite at home anymore. Um, yeah, that's, that's wow. more yeah. like literal than he'll usually get. So that's yeah. very interesting to hear that from him. That was wild. Man, I love that. I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like, that, that's really awesome to learn and I love when his music like has that really strong intent that needs us to like look up and look into stuff like that because mm-hmm. I feel like that's like part of what he wants to happen you know it's like oh hey this is a thing that really like spoke out and resonated to me I'd love it if other people like looked into that too you know so that's yeah. like that's really moving listening to the actual music just now it is similar to what I was saying in terms of like the high guitars i love his kind of more falsetto vocals i love the little like uh tambourine hits i love i don't know it's a very kind of like i don't want to say like flower power but like i don't know it's kind of like like i love just like that really sunny kind of sound for this which is interesting because of again like now that we know more of like the subject matter you know yeah uh, and I mean, yeah, obviously just reading like theoretical content as well. But like, oh man, I, I love this one. This was two, two great ones. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think there's an all-timer uh, lyric in this. How can, <gasps> I, how can I make new again what rusts every time it rains? Oh, that's, that's so intense. good. Oh, I mean, all, all of the lyrics to this are good. No, they really great. are. Yeah. Like after you said that, I like kept reading, and I'm like, oh wait, that's good too. It's like, oh, that's good too. I know oh. they're all just good. And the idea, like, I like that he was specifically inspired. Very poetic, lyrically, very uh, moving. Yeah, I like that he was inspired by like a specific and very real story, and then he's able to expand it out to like his perspective and like a broader perspective. And I think it just is kind of speaks to. The universal human experience, like obviously an American feeling displaced just because the government's kind of whack is not to the same amount of distress as a child put on a boat, you know, to so that their parents can let them have a better life away from war is, you know, that's a much bigger problem than us not liking our government, but still there's many ways to feel orphaned. And I think that he, he's not trying to like whine about his, how he feels. He's simply more just speaking to a universal feeling. No, Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, yeah. Did you see us saying it like the very, very bottom? Did you, did you talk about no, that? No, I did not get there. This is so, <laughs> he was uh, speaking for something and they asked him to list five guilty pleasures, but he misunderstood so he just listed five of his favorite things and for number (laughs) i know he's adorable but for number one he listed that same documentary which by the way is called lost boys of sudan okay i don't know about y'all i will definitely seek that out uh because yeah that this, this is just clearly something that like really moved him and you know it really shows like in the song like this is just I don't know. This is a crazy discovery. I, I love when stuff like this happens with us. Yeah. No, I agree. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. It looks like it's available just on PBS. Oh, like sweet. online. Um, <laughs> to to painfully. Like <laughs> no, yeah. To painfully reorient uh, and come full circle, there's also a Coldplay song called Orphans. <laughs> And it's the first one that came up when I typed in orphans. <laughs> when you get what you want, but not what you need. We don't talk about that one. That's 
If it's post Milo Ziloto, I don't know her. It has that like gray album cover, which I'm pretty sure is like. It's post, yeah. I don't even know. Ghost Stories, I think. Everyday Life. Okay, never mind. Oh, that one's really recent then. Yeah, that Oh, yeah. I feel like I've seen the video for that one. (laughs) I keep tabs. You keep tabs. Yeah, that's the most recent album. Yeah. You keep tabs? I mean, like when a new Coldplay album comes out, I listen to like one song from it and then I go back in my hole. What? Bro, I want you to look something up. Are you hear me? Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> Call that a tiny car wreck because that was a third clown funeral. <laughs> Um, that that's the episode title. It's like it's like a fucking like absurdist novel, like three clown funerals, <laughs> like four weddings and a funeral. That sounds like a novel funerals. you would write. I would. <laughs> um. Okay. Orphans. Orphans. I I feel I've said I think I said all that I wanted to say. Honestly, I really love the sound of this. I love, you know, every section part whatever of it uh, yeah and really powerful message i really want to watch uh that documentary yeah i definitely want to check out the documentary i just think it's cool i don't know like the thought of beck sitting down watching this documentary and it affecting him so much to create art about it like i don't know that's i think he should i'm not i'm not trying to dictate what he should do but he is when he does get like I don't want to say political because that's not the right word, but like socially aware. No, he I creates guess, yeah. really good stuff, and I never. He does. You, it's true. You yeah. should never feel like you have to do that as an artist, but like, I will happily gobble it up anytime he does it in the future. And one other thing I did want to say is, um, it's Danger Mouse worked on this song with him. Oh, mm-hmm. what? Okay, well that's why I love it. <laughs> I, yeah. I love Danger Mouse so fucking much. Because Danger movie. Mouse did all of Modern Guilt, I think. Is that right? I think so. I mean, I, I believe it. Like, Yeah. I believe it. Oh, I'm pretty awesome. sure. Um, awesome. Yeah, produced by Danger Mouse. And then, yeah, Cat Power did vocals on this song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. But yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about Orphans. I, and I, when I say that I don't love the shift, it's not that I don't like the song. I think I just, I need to keep listening to it and not be confused by the, the shift. But no, I, I really like, I just really like the sound of the Rococo song. So I think I'm grasping at straws to get <laughs> more of that. We got two good songs. We got oh the video. We should talk about the video. There's not a ton to talk about. There was a video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on Beck's Vimeo, uh, not on YouTube. On his Vimeo, Mr. Filmmaker. Yeah. Um, I fucking followed him. (laughs) And it's uh, it's really it's like a black and white. I think it was shot on film. It said in in the description, and it's just Beck and his band playing. There's some good silhouettes. He's got a big hat on. He's got the long hair. It's it's a good look. It's not, you know, it's not babies and dogs, but it's still enjoyable. Scarecrow looking ass. <laughs> Fucking. Courtney said, I love this one. It's just like the opening, the, the theme song to American Horror Story. It's really cool. <laughs> Fuck you. I love American Horror Story so much. It's coming back. I'm excited. I look forward to the theme song every time. I do too. All right. You guys can follow us on social media <laughs> at follow our Twitter, Back to Back Pod, and Back to Back Podcast. Follow Zach at underscore cheese dip. Do not perceive. Oh, don't me. follow me. <laughs> No don't follow that. Zach. Do not perceive yeah. Zach. Follow. Um, <laughs> follow. Um, follow Kira. She was on last week at Garlic Emoji. Follow. Yeah, Kira. follow Kira. Uh, the the video for Fix Me was very Kira core. It was. So 
It needs to send yeah, so follow, to her follow ASAP. Um, thank you all. I think this was a half decent episode. Good job, Zach. High five. Yeah, good job, Courtney. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Way to go. <gasps> oh, oh, I thought that actually shut off my Zoom. No, my, my laptop is very fragile, so if I even move it like slightly, it can just like, like be totally nice to it. Be nice to it. Um, everyone stream fix you by Coldplay. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> sure. <laughs> While you're watching American Horror Story. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I'm just gonna go listen to the American Horror Story theme song because it goes so hard. <laughs> you have to admit the apocalypse opening was good. I don't even remember the apocalypse one. I've repressed so much of it. Okay, I'm gonna stop recording. Bye. Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones, and I will try to fix you. You check out other podcasts within our podcasting family. Millennial Canon, where Kira and Adam discuss films on the millennial Gen Z cusp and how it shaped them as film fans. Aggressively Okay, where Adam and Joe cover all things pop culture and film. SeltzerCast, where Sean and Agass explore the bubbly world of seltzer. Dan for Life, where Nick, and sometimes Lauren, interview a guest through the lens of the seminal text, Dan in Real Life. Moody's Pod, where Nick and Aaron take the classic Amanda Show segment Moody's Point and break it down episode by episode. Dadcast, where Jillian and a guest sit down to review a movie your dad probably fell asleep to on the couch. The featured players, where Bram, Beth, and Brendan talk about the weekly status of Saturday Night Live's featured cast. And I Was Scared too, a horror movie podcast hosted by Kid Cinema and Mr. Movies, aka Fashion JZT, where they talk about all sorts of spooky, scary movies. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> hey. Hey.